First and foremost, folks, welcome back to Hamilton National, a.k.a. High TV Podcast. I want to give a big shout out to the state of Illinois. You guys have finally legalized recreational cannabis. We're going to see a lot of business booming in Illinois. And you know what that means, folks. A lot of Midwestern states are going to be out there with their ears on the doors of Illinois listening in to see how much fun they're having. I mean, let's be honest. People talk. People talk a lot of shit. You know, people gloat. They boast. They do all these things. And, you know, these politicians are going to be talking about how much taxes they're generating in their first year of legalizing cannabis and how much more government money they have and freedom of spending and all these other things that are going to go on, such as even the politicians that legalize cannabis have already staked their positions in these companies in the state. I mean, let's be honest. If they're going to scratch this consumer's back, they want their back scratched, too. That's unfortunate that the name of the game that, you know, something as egregious as finances and money and greed can lead to a medicine being free. But that's just the world we live in, folks. But a quick thought that entered my mind. So we've all had dealers for years, right? We've had the best weed men and women who have delivered us when we needed it most. I mean, when you guys needed some weed and and they came through, I'm not talking about the dealers that say they're going to come through an hour later just waiting there like, what the hell? Right. Like <laughs> you're looking sad like that meme of the guy waiting for a dealer, waiting for somebody. Yeah. We're talking about those dealers who are good at what they do. They always have the best buds, the most fire, fire looking nugs. I mean, we know when they come around, we get hot. So what I would like to figure out is a way to get these people who have been veterans. They've been vets in the league. All right. They can coach a team if they want. No, literally, they've been in the weed industry for so long and have so much expertise, customer service, knowledge, how can we get them in the industry? I mean, an even more grandiose or crazy idea is, yo, how can we get them to sell us weed legally? Now, what I mean is a lot of these dealers that we have now, especially in California, where everyone chooses to use a dealer instead of go to a dispensary, is that, yo, dispensaries are charging 30% on my weed. This guy has the same thing, if not better, because guess what? Everybody has high grade out in L.A. Why am I going to dispensary? And these dealers are running illegal business. Now, the crackdowns aren't as hard as it used to be, but I would love for, for there to be a way for them to do this, do their passion, sell weed, and be profitable, be legal. I mean, we trust these guys. We trust these dealers. All right, we know that the weed they're selling to us is good. It makes us feel good. And if it, if, it, if one time they messed up, we let them know. If it happens two times, you don't go back, right? Fool me once, fool me twice, shame on you. However, that, that saying go, right? Oh, man, I know what you're saying. And then in, in, in Tennessee, shout out to J. Cole and George W. Bush for the hilarious statement. But, uh, yeah, if we could figure out a way to really, you know, have these people in the industry, I would love it because what's happening now is these conglomerates are growing fast, okay? People are cutting checks. They're investing. We're seeing Altria, a cigarette can- a cigarette company, invest in the cannabis industry. They also invested to now own, what, 30% or 40% of Juul? I mean, these industries are getting cut by cannabis, and they're making sure that these investments are the bandage, all right? And they're stopping the bleeding as much as they can. Uh, a state like Florida needs you to have a million dollars in the bank and a couple assets on hand to make sure that you even have a chance of even getting a license. I mean, it's hard to get in this industry. All right? It's listen, it's the hard knock life of cannabis. You have to have some type of financial backing to get into the industry. I mean, it's the same thing with tech. It's the same thing with anything else in the world. I'm not crying. I'm just saying I think it would be a great opportunity to have our dealers 
get in the industry. So now you're going to ask, all right, how can we get that done? Could it possibly be an Uber like service where instead you're vetted background checks, maybe reviews, I don't know, somehow figure out that you are a good weed dealer. You're graded with delivery time. You always have great flour and the biggest, you know, opponent to that possibility be like, listen, we'll love for our dealers to get weed and sell. But what if they're selling to an elderly couple and they're not selling good stuff? They're not. They're selling stuff with PGRs and pesticides. And it's just not good. It's moldy. Wouldn't that defeat the purpose of having, you know, dispensaries in these clean weed environments? I'm like, all right, cool. Touche. Touche. But to that, I say. Why don't you have these dealers buy from a central source, right? Where Amazon's a company, you have third-party dealers. Amazon makes sure if you're selling Amazon, you're selling good quality stuff, right? But in this case, they'll be buying their cannabis from one central source or from many central sources. Let's say you have all these cannabis brands from all the states around the country. You know what I'm saying? They've been tested. They have to go through inspection, seat to sale traction. And you know this stuff is good. So you have these dealers from around the country who already have a long list of customers continue to do what they're doing, have their products vetted and are able to make it in the cannabis industry and not be left behind because it's, it's sad. yo. It's really sad to see what's happening. I don't know why I'm sounding like I'm from Boston right now. Like I'm in The Departed. <laughs> oh, 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 man. I'm from Quagog or whatever it is, a family guy. But anyway, folks, uh, that's what I, that, that's that's what was on my mind because, as you know, when a state like Illinois legalizes cannabis, you have the minorities in like cities like Chicago who have been selling weed for years to survive, but have no way of entering the cannabis industry legally. And if some of these laws even say if you have a record, you can't play in this industry, you're banned. Goodbye, shut the door, don't let it hit you on the way out. Then how are they going to you know play along and be a part of this this prosperous industry? I mean, only time will figure that out. You know, we're seeing more expungements happening. You know, we see opportunities like in San Francisco where they have programs. Honestly, we'll see. But I like to I like the idea of having our dealers continue to do what they're doing with an Uber like service. You know, we sign up with them. We they're our main dealer. And when we want something, we hit them up. And they have and on the dealers and they'll have an app that can track all their customers and provide the most, you know, efficient route for them to deliver their weed. This is all just thoughts, you know what I'm saying? Because I would love to see, you know, my weed man for years that been doing a great job, profiting this industry. And your weed man, and he's and his weed man, and their weed man, everybody's weed man. I guess I'm going to title this episode, Weed Man of the Future. Anyway, folks, you know, I know I'm not, I've not been making episodes as frequently. You know, I finally got done with my other arrangements, graduated and whatnot. Uh, you know, and I'm going to be making more content. So stay tuned, as always. Stay high, ITV. Follow us on Instagram at Heaven International. Rate us five stars. Subscribe where you listen to podcasts. And I hope you have a great day. Very gracious you are listening. Peace. Hi, another thing that was uh, on my mind. I don't know why I answered... <laughs> I entered this podcast like a phone call. Like, you know, you got to call somebody, tell somebody something, you say hi first. <laughs> Hilarious. But uh, no, the NFL is finally coming around towards looking at cannabis as a viable treatment for their players. As you know, these NFL players not doing too well. Okay. They're like, they're like wrestlers. 
they spend their time, you know, running into 250 pound men, 300 pound men over and over again. And they're getting concussed rapidly and their brains are deteriorating rapidly. And so what they're gaining is CTE and CTE is a uh, disease of where the brain just starts to deteriorate over time, most likely due to damage over and over again. You know, it's almost like it's almost like they say, if you have you give somebody a small punch 100 times in succession, it will cause more damage than a very, very, very large punch. That may be so. And that's probably what's happening with these football players brains. Now, the big issue is, yo, listen, they've been not allowing these players to even participate in the league if they have any cannabis in their system. And it's been a huge issue. Um, honestly, it's it's messed up because a lot of these players lose the opportunity to play. They lose their sponsorship. They lose money all towards taking something that will help them be better, that can improve their life, help them even spend time with their children and wives. Like, come on, man. So I'm glad the NFL is finally turning the cheek. Um, I'm happy a lot of players are actually entering the industry and are talking to those Roger Goodells of the world to help them come around on the idea that, listen, cannabis ain't so bad after all. Cannabis, in fact, can help your players and be a good investment towards the health and longevity of your players. As we know, CBD is, is amazing. All right. It's almost like you feel like you're lying when you're telling people the effects that CBD has because it has so many and it's so numerous. You know, CBD is great for uh, in, in inflammation, which happens after an injury happens when you work out can cause pains. It's great for pain. Uh, it's great for anxiety. So that'd be performance anxiety on the players. And overall, it's great for neurogenesis or any damage that these players will have when playing clashing into SUVs <laughs> thousand times a month. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to have the deterioration they would have because their neurons have, you know, a chemical catalyst to cause them to start to regrow even faster so yo shout out to roger goodell shout out to the nfl um i believe the nba is also looking at using cbd as a form of treatment for their players because yo the fact that cannabis is going so mainstream that ben and jerry's has a cbd ice cream is so amazing because just in 2016 or 2017 when this cbd just started to bubble up we didn't think that it would be this far so quick but it got here and the industry was projected, I believe, at the time to be a four billion dollar business. Now CBD is a 20 something odd billion dollar business challenging even THC and the regulated cannabis market. Woo! So anyway, uh, shout out to the NFL for waking that waking the hell up. Honestly, you guys were sleep, not smelling the coffee in the morning time or smelling the weed for that matter. And you guys finally caught up to the times. So uh, shout out to the NFL. Roger Goodell did the right thing. And uh, yeah, stay tuned and say hi, folks. Hi, TV. Peace.